everybody. Welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show, celebrating the 30th anniversary of Pretty Woman with <laughs> the prettiest woman I know, Erica Aww. Bromley. You're so sweet. Hey, babe. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me, Dennis Miller. Hi. Hey, babe. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I do not blame you. Not one little bit. Hi, everyone. Hi, welcome back. Thanks. How is your quarantine going? My quarantine is going okay. It is um, sometimes really fun and awesome because we're here together with we the are. kids and watching movies and doing the things that we normally do at home, which we love. So that part's good. But working from home all day and trying to help the kids with e-learning is getting a little intense. It's a little intense, yeah. and we have over a month still to go. Yes, we so do. So <laughs> that's exciting. Those of you listening, uh, Chicago, Illinois just extended their stay-at-home order through May. So we will be home at least another month and uh, teaching the kids at home and working from home and trying to run a website and to do a podcast. <laughs> and, but uh, I'm very fortunate to be quarantined with you. Thank you. Right back at you. You know what? Thank you. You know, I'm glad that our governor is looking out for us. I'm so No, impressed. me too. I'm not mad yeah. that he oh, extended no, it at it, all. Right. If that sounded like complaining, I didn't oh, yeah. mean for it to because I'm not one of these people who's like, open it up already. Um, I have to walk into a store. Even if they said as of May 1st, everything's open, I think we would still be yeah. staying home. Yeah. I think we're we're ready for the summertime quarantine. At least we have a backyard. We're very thankful. Every day we're just like thankful for these things that sometimes – we probably don't think about, right, a lot? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. We've been very fortunate through this experience, and not everybody has been. So. Right, and it's so scary, and I just feel for everybody going through um, difficult difficult times. But, yeah, but it, there's been a lot of fun moments. You know, the beginning of the quarantine, we had a little bit of time. Like, I had spring break, so I wasn't working. Right, right. So it was great. Just, like, wake up and do whatever and help the kids when they needed it, and there wasn't really a lot of stress but now with working from home and them in school, it's a whole different experience. But sometimes it's so fun that like when if we do get the chance, we can just like throw on a movie at three o'clock with yeah. the kids or yeah. like yeah. Pretty Woman, <laughs> which, which we I watched today insisted. with our kids. Yeah, we did. I fast <laughs> they weren't really a paying bit. attention. No, they weren't. And there's not that much in the movie no. that is objectionable there's a few curse words and like i fast forwarded through the first sort of sex scene Which i was very mad that you otherwise did. it's like them in a tub together them in a bed together you don't see anything happen it's always the aftermath all the reasons to watch and um, the kids don't ask necessarily like what were they just doing and we have to be like well no rosie walked in they were making love during you know what they need to they learn were kissing on the mouth romantic relationships <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, Rosie walked in, I think she came in when um, Phil, right? Stucky. Yep, Stucky, yep. Um, was kind of beating oh, yeah. up Julia Roberts. Cool. Spoilers. And she, but we had, you know what, a good talk and a lesson learned. Never about, trust George Costanza. That's right. <laughs> she learned it well. Um, I've been wanting to, okay, let me just yeah. tell you, uh, you already know, I'll tell anybody else who's listening. I've been wanting to record a podcast on Pretty Woman for the we're longest gonna, we're time. We're going to get to that. We are going to yeah. get to that? Okay. Yeah. Finally, Patrick said yes. I did. Well, listen. I'm in quarantine with you. We're so quarantined. Yes. <laughs> I have nowhere to go. I can't say no. We have to do a show every week and it's, this week is hard and there, I briefly entertained the notion of just not having a podcast this week because... Mm-hmm. 
it's hard yeah, to get to it. But busy. at the same time, I you know I know people are stuck inside and looking for some sort of escape and looking for content. And I figure uh, at least one person will appreciate having a new podcast to listen to. I so. Hope so. So here's your Pretty Woman show, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> Whoever that one person is, thank you and say hi to me. <laughs> this movie just turned 30 Yes, about a month ago, a yeah, month and a few March days. something. March 23rd, I think 23rd, you said? 23rd, yeah, 1990. Yes. So back in 1990, how long would it have taken to go to VHS? I was, uh, I was not working at Blockbuster yeah, I yet. I was many, many years away from Blockbuster since I was a kid it, when this came out. It played in theaters for a long time. But it was one of those VHSs that was like priced to sell. Yes. So it could have been out by the fall, realistically, okay. which so, would have been when I saw it. Right. Because my mom bought it on VHS like the day it came out. My family would not buy it, but we did record it off of pay-per-view. Okay. Okay. But as I pointed out, we missed the beginning, the whole opening scene. So our recording starts with him driving the Lotus and King of Wishful Thinking playing. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with that opening scene. It's like uh, when we recorded Ferris Bueller off of cable and we missed the beginning. So now right. when I watch Ferris Bueller, I'm like, well, this is all new to me. This is very exciting. <laughs> when my mom recorded Grease off of TV, I think it ran in like 1980, edited for television. Ooh. I could have that wrong, but I'm trying to remember what it said on the VHS because she recorded it from TV. And then years later, I'm watching it and completely memorizing dialogue and songs with none of the swear words, nothing about mooning. And so, like, I was... I Thank think, God they took that out, by I, the way. <laughs> mooning? Right. Ooh. There could have been an entire mooning epidemic Dirty. running through America. I know. Just people showing their fannies. Butts, butts, butts. Exactly. <laughs> fannies. Who says so fannies? Many, so many tushes. <laughs> Just being Please. seen everywhere. Um, I was like almost an adult, though, I think, when I saw No, I was probably in high school, maybe, and you were when shocked I by the finally morning? saw. <laughs> was it the re release, oh, the no. 1998 re release? No, I think I was. No, I don't know. I think that was the first time I saw Grease beginning to end because oh, I really? went to see it yeah. theatrically. Yeah. I had always just seen it in pieces when my was sisters were. Was it a sing along, too? Not I, then, no? I don't okay. think. But did they later release like Grease sing-along in the theaters? I'm sure, okay. minus the part about the mooning. They we didn't want people not show butts, singing butts, about mooning. Butts. They, nobody, they never showed butts. They just talked about possibly showing a butt. No, I think they showed a butt. What butt do they show? I really you think know they, Grease way better I really than think they show a butt. You know Grease so much better. It's like so a quick better. butt. But <laughs> it's a quick butt. It's a quick cut away from a quick butt. Like one of Danny I Zuko's think, friends? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Show, Okay. Yes. I've seen Grease once. Really? So, yeah. You're kidding me. I mean, One I've time? seen scenes from Greece a bunch of times. Okay. I'm sure I've You've seen. You've never seen the whole thing more than once? Summer, like beginning to end. I love that we can be married for so long yeah. and together longer and I still learn new things about you. I still have you. the ability to surprise I you know. guys. And that's, and that's how we keep it fresh oh and exciting. Wow. Always be surprising each other with how many times <laughs> you've seen Greece. I ate all the peanut M&Ms. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> God damn Thanks it. Thanks for buying that bag yesterday, though. It was my pleasure. Oh my um, we're going to get to Pretty Woman, everyone. Relax. Okay. okay. People are really wanting. I know. They're <laughs> fast forwarding right now. When are they going to start talking about Pretty Woman? <laughs> uh, first, we have to talk about what we've seen lately. Okay. Which, as you pointed out, isn't a ton, no. even though we watch movies every single night. Yeah. But here's the thing. One, we, we also finished Ozark. Yes. Which that took some time away from movie watching. Yeah, it did. And 
We also started watching Schitt's Creek. Right. I have been begging to watch it for a long time, and finally we started. Also took some time away from movie watching. And we've been catching up on uh, movies from 2004 for our upcoming redoing our favorites of 2004 episode, which will probably be the next show that we record together. Probably. Pretty soon, because I think we're almost caught up. We could wait for our anniversary. Uh, we could, but that's that's too long. Okay, I think too long. You can't wait. I can't, can't wait. Can't be then. away from another podcast with me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, I can't wait. And rewatching yeah. those movies has not really helped. No, it hasn't. It hasn't changed my list much. Yeah, I don't know if I'm having a different response to those movies because it is sixteen years later, or if it's we're in a pandemic and things just feel different and hold on we're in a what now yep a pandemic priorities seem different um i don't know we've watched some of those films that i liked in 2004 and it's not that i dislike them now but i'm not having the same emotional response that i did then and that could be like you've grown up a little or i don't know but i I don't don't so i don't think my list is going to be the same but also i don't know what's going to replace the stuff on it i think my top 10 has become a top Four. <laughs> All right. We still have two big ones to watch. Yeah, we do. So maybe that will. And actually, not there's a lot anything, of there's but... smaller ones that we might not have time to rewatch that I think will be on my list. Okay. Yeah, but maybe they wouldn't have been because in 2004 I didn't like think of my thought of my list as like the best of, and now I think of it as favorites. So we'll see. But yeah, so we've been watching. I mean, we watch stuff every night. Yeah. But I have had so much work. You have had a lot of work too, but you can sometimes like put it away at a certain time. Yeah. Lately at least. And yeah. I Well then have... it just piles up. Yes, right, exactly. I have not been able to put mine away, so it's been kinda of tough. But so yeah, what do what do you like? What have we watched lately that you like? Well <laughs> Or Well, we watched some independent horror, which we, we were super have... excited about supporting and really interested in seeing. And I talked about one of them last week because I think I talked about We Summon the Darkness last week. Yes. Uh, this week we watched Porno, the yeah, latest film from, and we watched <laughs> yeah. the movie Porno, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which is the latest movie from Fangoria, mm-hmm. and we were able to do it through one of those virtual cinema screenings, which right. means we watched it on VOD, but some of the money that we paid to rent it went towards the Music Box Theater in Chicago, which is currently closed, like all right. movie theaters. That was really cool, though. I like supporting yeah. that like that sort of viewing. Do, right. are, are more theaters doing those? Uh, draft houses are. Okay. Some independent theaters are. The chains are not, yeah. which, okay. whatever. Okay. Um, I I know our friend Chaby, who, who listens to the show and participates. Hi, Chaby. Really liked porno. Um, I was less enthralled by it. I thought it was okay. We're talking about the movie. Right? We're talking about the yeah. movie. Oh, okay, porno, right. well, not the concept <laughs> of porn. Let's do a porn cast. Sure, a podcast about porn, just like once, like one episode. There have to be so many of those. No, no, I don't mean like the whole thing. I'm a sure. Regu- oh gosh, I'm sure there's a million after podcasts 10 years, that are about porn. We are like- shifting gears. And we're becoming <laughs> movie love pure movie lovers. Porn from now on, and also <laughs> that's all we're covering. Um, yeah. Okay. No, the movie porno. I yeah, I I thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there were things I liked about it. I liked the um, I, I kind of liked how it looked. I liked 
I liked um, the setup. Uh, right, exactly. It's set in a movie theater. Movie Even though they're employees. not watching a porn. No, but they're. So the title is kind of. I don't know if it's supposed to be ironic because they're all very um, religious yeah. and would perhaps consider the movie. If you don't know, it's about a group of movie theater employees, which I think has our attention, mm-hmm. who come across this old reel of film and and uh, show it, and it's it opens up a curse, basically, you know, right. and it, you know the characters from the movie appear in reality and blah blah blah. Uh, watch the trailer if you're interested. But um, is the, so the title's meant to be ironic because they're calling it porn because there's a naked woman in it. I guess. Did I miss like it, how was it labeled? The actual porno film. No, no. I don't remember. Okay, okay. I don't remember. I'm and sorry. we we get them. They're like praying. They're very serious. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Praying going on when yeah. they're in a circle. Yeah. The cast was good. I liked the setup. I just didn't necessarily love where it went there's certainly one scene that people will be talking about all year yeah uh particularly when it hits shutter which is i think when most people will see the movie okay so you say that and i'm just thinking about like the hot chick but then i'm remember (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh yeah they will remember the hot chick (laughs) no oh my gosh that scene what that i think what sounds were coming out of my mouth during that scene i kind of like what you're doing right now (laughs) oh yeah my, I couldn't look. I mean, I looked and then I, lo- I looked away and then I looked again and then I looked away and then I really, I couldn't look a third time. No, it was hard to watch. Oh my, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good though in terms of special effect, makeup. Yeah, design. yeah, sure, I mean, sure, who sure. built that? Who made that? I How don't do they do know. that? I, there's some oh material about my. it, I think, in the new Fangoria. They probably talk about it. I haven't okay. read the article yet. Yeah, but. okay. Well, it's on our kitchen counter. Let's go. I'm going to go right. grab it right, right now, now. Do you want to wait till after Pause. we record? Yeah, no, I'll wait till after we record. Okay. Um, I appreciate that it. That was incredible. Incredible. That yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I couldn't watch, though. <laughs> uh, and then we watched Bit. Yes. Which uh, is a new vampire movie, sort of a female slash trans take on The Lost Boys. Yeah. I feel like Mm -hmm. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I appreciate its progressive elements. Yes. I thought it was a fine movie. I thought, you know, I like my reaction to it was kind of like going in waves. And by the end, I ended up liking a little bit more than I did in the middle um, and I don't know if I felt like it was starting to become repetitive, but then some of the conversations that they had, um, yeah, I, I, a progressive take. I really, I did think it was like a good, um, I don't know, version of what that story could be. But oh, there was something at the end. Now I'm remembering where a male vampire. Yeah. Spoilers, not really. Like comes back. Sure. Um, and I wasn't as into that, that entire section. Yeah. So <laughs> I think actually I wiped it out from my memory and oh, I'm just right. thinking about the girls kind of being badasses right. and like being on board with certain things. And I'm all for that. Like that part I liked. So, I think it's a movie that will mean a lot to some people, Yeah, which is good. In fact, a lot of the, um, praise and response that was coming out after black Cri- Christmas was released. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of those same ideas, mm-hmm could be said about this movie. I think I liked them better here. Yeah, than I agree. Black Christmas. Right, right. Yeah. So if the, the there were a lot of women saying Black Christmas is the movie that I needed at this time or that I needed right, right, or right. I would have needed when blah blah blah. Um and I think this movie actually kind of 
did that and could do that for people. If it gets to the audience, right audience. Right. Though, Which you know. hopefully it will. Yeah. Uh, most importantly, we watched your favorite movie of the week. Pick of the week? Is this my pick yeah, of the this week? This is Erica's pick of the week, everyone. <laughs> and this is Nico Masterakis's The Wind. Oh, my gosh. New to Blu-ray from Arrow <laughs> Video, starring Meg Foster and the great Wings Hauser. Elric Kane's ears are burning right yes. now because I invoked the name Wings Hauser. Not only does it oh star Wings Hauser, but he looks a lot like Elric he in the movie. He really does. To the extent that I was texting him pictures of <laughs> Wings Hauser as we were watching the movie. And I was like, Do you, have you seen this? And he tweeted out something about it being his dad or something. Oh my but gosh. It, yeah, no, it really funny. did look like him. Because he's were... such a fan that it was so funny that he right. ended up looking like him. Right. Um, did you forget to mention the other character in the movie? Who the wind? The wind. <laughs> it's the, the wind. wind. <sighs> Reprising its role from the happening, uh, <laughs> the wind appears in the wind. Yes. The self-titled the wind. The wind. <laughs> uh, and it's really just about Meg Foster as a writer who gets this cabin in Greece, I think Italy. So, yeah. Greece I think it was makes Greece. sense. It yeah. being Nico Masterakis. Okay. Uh, and then there's some wind. There's a lot of wind. Everything is backlit. And then Wings Hauser <laughs> plays like a crazy handyman who's trying to kill her. Right. And there's some other stuff. But the wind. Okay. So it's called the wind. And there's yeah. a lot of wind in the movie. Yeah. But does the wind. It would be disappointing if there wasn't. Right. Does the wind really need to be there? No. That's what I thought was so fascinating. No. And by the end made me like the movie so much more. <laughs> that it was called the wind. And it was. Yeah. Lots of wind. It's called the wind. Right. I don't know if doesn't really the play wind a really role. Had I suppose anything. it serves one important plot function near the end of the movie. Okay. I don't want to say what yeah, it right, is. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. It does okay. do one thing that's important, but okay. so could gravity. <laughs> they weren't going to call the movie The Gravity. Gravity, why not? That's already a movie, yeah, Gravity. Okay, okay. Come on now. <laughs> Better movie, Gravity or The Wind? The Wind. Yes. <laughs> Um, Listen, there was so much atmosphere in the wind. <laughs> atmosphere. Nico Masterakis. So the wind is not my favorite Nico Masterakis joint, but I was thoroughly entertained by most of it. It started to drag after a while yeah. because it was like, okay, you. It sets up a thing and then just does that thing for ninety minutes. Right, a little bit repetitive in the middle. Like that's. I feel like I've been saying that about a lot. But of his dialogue is so entertaining. Because it's written by a Martian, it's it's <laughs> it goes through a translator and it comes out. Because we had a couple, maybe a year ago, we had watched his erotic thriller in the cold of the night, erotic, erotic. and it's an erotic thriller again made by a Martian. Where it's like <laughs> none of this is erotic. Nobody would actually pour marbles on another person oh in a gosh. moment of passion, sure. and yet that's what they're doing. They're not marbles, but what would what do you call they them? They were like those glass stone. Yeah. Almost mar. What are they? Yeah, glass, really nice polished glass rocks that you put in the bottom of a vase. If, we like, have one in our house, and for I don't know six months, we were taking oh, yeah. turns hiding it on or under <laughs> each other's pillows after we saw. It's in still, the cold where of the are night. they now? Like, I think Rosie, our daughter, like stole them. She was like, "Oh, these are pretty," and took took the pebbles. She like made a collection. She stole our Masterakis stone. Just you wait till tonight. <laughs> Just you wait, baby. <laughs> uh, the dialogue is very, very entertaining because it's sort of like normal dialogue, but it's just a little bit off. And there's something very, very charming about it. Uh, so that's your pick of the week. Yeah. Glad we're keeping that alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pick of the week. <laughs> it was so funny on the podcast with you and Adam when you sort of made it a thing. Yeah. Now it's, it's back. Now it's a thing. <laughs> now it's a thing. 
For it. one more episode, at least. Maybe. We'll see if it makes it one more <laughs> are gonna, episode. Are you going to cut, cut this out? Are you gonna I'm not going to cut this oh, out. Okay, yeah. No, I just don't know right, that right. it will. I'll forget it by next week, and it depends on who the co-host is. They may not have even listened. Right, right, so right. I don't know okay. what we're going to have. Um, should we talk Pretty Woman? Sure. All right. Okay. P-dubs. So I've been wanting, first of all, backstory. Does anyone need backstory? No. People who have listened for a long time, I think, know that you and I both love this movie, right? I think so. I think. If or they've been listening haven't. for long enough. Long enough. There are certainly like, people who are newer to the podcast sure. who may have no idea. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people write off Pretty Woman as like a dumb romantic comedy. Because it is. Yes. Right. But like we legit love it. Yes. It's one of those movies that you've said many times, like if it came on TV or cable. Oh, for sure. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Yep. You would leave it on for sure. I've seen it more than a lot of movies. And I have wanted to record a podcast about <laughs> it for so long. So that's what I wanted to say and was so why. So happy. Um, what is know. it about Pretty Woman besides, you know, it being an anniversary right. that you wanted to I just felt like discuss. we together have yeah. talked about it so often that I felt like, well, why not just talk about it for a podcast? But when I really think about it, what are we doing every time we talk about it? We're just, We're just quoting, quoting it, it nonstop. And it's not the most quotable movie. It's, I disagree. But it's not like it's known Our first fight. for its witty dialogue or oh, like no. its oh, right. memorable lines. Because right. we're not quoting memorable <laughs> lines necessarily. We're saying, I say when, I say who. <laughs> I say when, I say who. <laughs> <laughs> these are or broken. Reach, minor broken. These are broken, minor broken. Probably the one we quote the most. Oh, yes. Like weekly. <laughs> and Reach Bev Wilsh. Reach Bev Wilsh. <laughs> is it Will or Wilsh? I think she says Will. You would know. Do you want me to Google it? Would you? Thanks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she. Let's would. ask our intern to uh, Google it. Um, Will. Do people have interns for their podcasts? Oh my gosh. So many podcasts have like interns. Like real ones. We need. What is are, Charlie busy? <laughs> <laughs> Rosie did ask if she could come on. She did. She's, Can I be on the show? What do you want to say? Can she be I our say hi. intern? Sure. I, I always guess. thought it was Wilsh. We can okay. agree to disagree. I think it was Will. I, Reach, Bev, Will. I defer to your judgment. Reach, Bev, Will. Um, when we were in California in 2016, yeah, is that right? Sure. Um, that I insisted that we drive past it. And we did. We did. There I it was. picture somewhere. There it was. <laughs> um, yeah, so okay. I don't know. We always talk about this movie. We quote this movie. We yeah, love we this movie. Yes. We both, we've said this, that like we didn't know each other in 1990. We didn't know each other... Um, Wait, we didn't know each other in 1990 and we were kids. Correct. But we did know each other by the end of the 90s. Correct. That seems crazy to me. Okay. Because it feels like, like in the two... same decade that we yeah, discovered Pretty cause... Woman, we would fall in love. <laughs> yeah. It feels like very too like Pretty two Woman different... primed the pump. <laughs> P-dubs peed that pee. Oh my gosh. For P-dids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to call Patrick, P-dids. It's true. Do I still call you that? Never. I think I write it out, though, to people. Thanks. Still, it's like in messages and texts. Yeah, I'm not privy to those. Okay. Private. Um, <laughs> private pedids. So we, I don't know, we just have talked about how yeah. we, we don't always know, like we don't, we don't always think that we would have been best friends as kids. Right. Despite the fact that there are so many similarities between certain parts of our personalities. Yeah. Um, 
that well, other, was, that I, other people didn't seem to understand or recognize or see. But we just thought, well, it's like the '80s or the '90s. It doesn't matter that I have this thing, like, and that no other friend in my friend <laughs> right, group right, right. cares or knows about it. And I'm not even just talking about liking movies, though. That certainly is one. But like, it just was like, oh, who cares? No, it doesn't matter, right? And now it seems like you have to check so many boxes to be friends with somebody. I don't know. It just seems different. People, I don't know. People like have more. In- I don't know. But anyway, we had these things about our personalities that now we look back and we re- like we realize that we would have really connected in those ways, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Pretty Woman <laughs> is at the top of that list. No. <laughs> when I was in eighth grade. You're older than me. Take it easy. All right. <laughs> I am a little bit older than you. That is true. Um, when I was in eighth grade, um, our school newspaper did like fortune telling for what was going to happen to everyone. Okay. And my fortune was that I was going to become a superhero called Fidget Man because I (laughs) fidget a lot. And that my goal in life was to fight to make Pretty Woman a classic. That's awesome. So even in eighth grade, people knew of my love of Pretty Woman. Somebody, they knew. I love that. (laughs) Did you you have like one best friend who was on the school newspaper staff? Yes. That might have been, yeah. And he knew that I loved Pretty Woman. That's awesome. I love when like a friend would hook you up with like a little mention in the school newspaper. He probably thought he was like burning me, but I wear it as a badge of honor. I'm going to make a t-shirt. And I didn't have to make Pretty Woman a classic because it is. Right. Right. Thank you, which is why we're recording a podcast. Um, do you remember the first time you saw Pretty Woman? That's hard to remember, so it's okay yeah. if the answer is no. Okay. Yeah. So I, again, I would not have seen it in the theaters. I was too young and whatever. But my um, parents did buy, if a movie was straight to VHS, like straight for sale, and it was a movie they liked. There were a few in we, 1990. TMNT. Uh-huh. Total Recall. Okay. Totes Recall. Okay. P-dubs. That's it. There may have been more, but that's yeah. three, which is when more did than Bird on a Wire come out? Ninety. Uh, it's nineteen ninety because you oh, wrote about it for. Uh, that's right for ninety. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. we also had that on VHS. Yes, that maybe had later. To have been later. Maybe later. That, that could have been later. Certainly yeah. was not priced to sell. Right. Okay. God, certainly, I love your memory. Well, because yeah, no, no, movies no, no. had I know, to be I know. Right, right. successful for that to happen. Was Bird on a Wire not successful? I don't think so. Come on. I mean, on. it might have done okay because it probably didn't cost that much, but it wasn't like, America can't stop talking about <laughs> Bird, Bird on, on a wire. wire. I couldn't stop talking about Bird on a Wire. I think Bird on a Wire was the first movie, no, that I was like dropped off with a friend to see without parents, but that can't be right. right? It's the first movie I saw alone. I think I saw it with one friend. She was a year older than me. Wow. Yeah. And so it's a seminal movie going experience for right. both of us no in addition one, to both of us. I don't think us. anyone read my piece on Bird on a Wire. Lots of people did. No. Oh, yeah. No. no if you haven't seen read. Bird on a Wire, the premise of Bird on a Wire is <laughs> what if Mel, Gold, Mel, Gold, Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn were in a movie together? That's it. That's the premise no, of Bird on so, a Wire. It's so great. If you have not seen Bird on a Wire, let's do <gasps> let's do a podcast not, on Bird on a Wire. No, okay. I want to retain the um, fifteen listeners we still have. Okay, thank you. And they will thank not you fifteen stick around. Okay, for this Bird on well, a Wire nonsense. All right. Well, my piece about Bird on the Wire talked about how great Goldie Hawn's laugh is and her everything about her and her hair and Mel Gibson. So okay. So wait, my young my introduction though to some of these like dumb romances yeah like i definitely was like 
there's some things going on with the romance of Brown on a Wire that right. like, I expect in my life. And then Pretty Woman, it's like, there are some things in this movie that I expect in my romantic future life. Not the prostitution, but maybe, but no. This um, is why I constantly have to charter planes to I take know. you to the opera. I know. It's getting expensive. <laughs> Actually, if we're, seriously, that's not like that to me. It was always just kind of like, oh, gosh. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to more. Okay. okay. So in... My my mom bought the VHS. I don't know why, but there were certain films that I would like just watch after school all the time, and this was one of them. And I would take it up. My parents had a really big bedroom, which was awesome. Humble brag. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It was the nineties, you know. Um, and they had a TV, and just there was like more space in there than anywhere else for me to go. I don't know, and to be alone, like that no one was in there. And so I'd go in there and I watch the movie in there, and I would just like hang out by myself and watch Pretty Woman all the time nice. it was it was almost like a comfort movie too like when i think about it now it was like if i'm bored i'll watch pretty woman if i'm sad or trying to avoid something i'll watch pretty woman yeah. like it just yeah so watching it today with you and we've watched it together a million times because again anytime it was on tv or cable but watching it it had that feeling which i know i've talked about to you before and maybe on the podcast where you're watching a movie and the sounds and the dialogue and every single thing about it Seems like you're listening to your favorite album that you've listened to a million times. Like, no skips. It, <laughs> no skips. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the whole thing's memorized. Um, and I just, I loved it so much, watched it all the time. But I have to say, and I think I've said this before, my mom was adamant about having the talk with me. And by the talk, I mean the, no, Erica, prostitution is not a good choice in life. And don't think that becoming a prostitute will lead you to a handsome, kind, wealthy man who will save you. Literally, she gets rescued. I mean, we're going to get right. to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, save you and like take you away and make your life better. So um, <laughs> I was recently, I said, Ma, what was the deal with Pretty Woman? Like, what did you tell me? She texted me and she's like, well, I bought the tape and it was a really cute movie. So you really did like it. <laughs> this is the text from my mom. Julia Roberts was so likable. But I did tell you that that was not reality. <laughs> and I didn't feel in real life that a call girl would probably land a very, very wealthy man. <laughs> um, knight in shining armor usually does not ride in on the white horse and rescue you. And I always used to tell you that you needed to be independent and to be able to take care of yourself and mm -hmm. do not depend on anybody else to take care of you. And then lots of heart emojis. And it's so funny and so cute. But yeah, I was... I remember, like, in sixth grade, she told me again, like, because, again, I was watching Pretty Woman all the time. So she said, that's not reality. You can't expect that to happen. So I was taught. <laughs> this is what led to your independence. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> Just that conversation. That talk. Um, no, she always did. I mean, that was a big thing growing up, that she was very insistent on. You will have an education. You will right. be independent. You will not have to, you know, depend on somebody else. Right. Don't depend on a man. Unless I want him to ride up in a limo with flowers, then I'm right. going to depend on that. And right. It will happen. I've never ridden up in a limo, and I'm very sorry about that. It's okay. I have ridden up in a Hyundai. Yeah, you have. Which is almost as romantic. It was so romantic. Almost as romantic. So, I mean, we should, like... Talk about the movie? Certainly couch this discussion in, like, we know Pretty Woman is horseshit, right? Yes. Like, how much lip service do we have to play, pay to the idea that, like, this doesn't happen in real life. It's a sitcom, glamorized version <laughs> of prostitution. It started off as a much darker, grittier movie where, mm -hmm. you know, he throws her to the ground at the end and leaves her. Oh and gosh. she has a cocaine addiction the entire oh, movie. Oh, gosh. And, like, um, 
um, Gary Marshall came aboard and turned it into right. this light. Romantic Gary Marshall piece. Romantic Gary Marshall thing that uh, betrays its subject matter. So we recognize that even as we talk about how we like Pretty Woman, we know that it's right nonsense and probably – uh, you know, offensive to people in 2020. Right, right. Well, and I think, but part of me, like watching it today, I was like, I don't know, have we come around a little? And I, I, I don't know the answer to this. But where people really spoke about how um, awful it was, right, to have the woman in that role and to have her be saved by a man. But then, you know, she does kind of control her own thoughts and actions the whole time. And so now are we beyond that to where... She doesn't. She doesn't because like, it's this whole my we fair support lady. Sex workers and right? oh right. So, well, of course, like, I'm not I, judging the fact that she's a sex worker right. because we support so, sex workers. So I don't know. Maybe people but, would see it differently. But the whole movie. It was interesting because I was watching it today. It was interesting. Uh, <laughs> as I was watching it today, I was like, okay, in some ways, this is like this little girl princess fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's the white knight who rides up and literally rescues her. As you said, she rescues him right back. Yes. That's actually the part I like. I don't really like him riding up in flowers. I was joking. That's, no, it's dumb. Yeah. Um, but you had you did drive to my house in that Hyundai. And they supposedly times. didn't have that ending figured out when she filmed the monologue about dreaming of being a princess and uh-huh. they didn't know what the ending oh. of the movie was going to be yet okay. necessarily. There's that great story. I think about Jennifer Jason Lee trying out for the movie and doing it real <laughs> yes. dark and gritty right. and Gary Marshall asked her to do it again. And she's like, well, this woman's been, you know, right. sucking dicks for a living and his <laughs> response. Was, but she hasn't been doing it that <laughs> long. And it's like Gary Marshall, you genius. So, <laughs> In some ways, it's this little girl princess fantasy. But as I was watching it today, I was like, oh, but it's also this weird male fantasy because it goes back to that thing that Doug and I were talking about many episodes ago. I know exactly where you're going with this. Where it's this male thing where you want to shape the woman's interests Mm -hmm. and teach her things, right? Mm -hmm. And that's this whole movie because it's this My Fair Lady take. So we're teaching Mm -hmm. her how to be high society and sophisticated. And he spends the entire movie not condescending to her, but almost condescending to her, Mm -hmm. like sometimes he does. And where he's teaching her about opera and he's Mm -hmm. teaching her about how to dress and how to eat at fancy restaurants and uh, teaching her what it's like to live this, you know, rich, lavish lifestyle. Um, so there's a weird element, I think, of male fantasy in it, too. And and the other another way to look at it, though, is maybe just I don't know. She just didn't have that knowledge or upbringing. So it's. If she's going to learn, she's going to learn or she wants she wants that for her life. Like she wants something. She talked about like how she kind of went to prostitution out of desperation and embarrassment that she couldn't pay her rent. Right. Yes. So I guess if she, I don't know, wants to learn these things and he's, I don't know, they connected because she knew a lot about cars. But he knew nothing about cars. So they but weren't he, actually connected. Yeah, you're right. You're that. right. Not connect. Yeah, you're right. They didn't connect, but he was impressed by that. R- which is sickening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he was impressed that she could um, tie a tie. Right. Which All of these things. led to the great like, line about, I screwed the debate team. And then there's a pause and she says, I had a nice grandpa. He liked ties on Sundays. Right. 
And there She's is so some, funny and cute. No, that's the thing is like this movie gets by purely on its performances. Yes. yes. Like Gary Marshall at this point was still making actual movies. Like this is almost a real movie. He only cuts to Gary Marshall every once in a while where he'll like cut away to the the woman working behind the desk or the guy running the elevator and we get their reaction shots or whatever. And later in his career, that's his entire movie. Right. It's just cutting away to the townspeople. That to me, that's Gary Marshall. Like absolutely I, right. I mean, just everything I've seen from him. Right. In his formative years, became it's like, unwatchable. They well, right. I know we used to, <laughs> but roll our eyes a lot. But except for the other sister, it's that's a good movie. Oh my gosh, everything became. <laughs> <laughs> everything became. Um, about like the community of kind helpers who are there to just make this oh one person's God. life, well, like this one person's life journey be better. You know, the guy compare... in the elevator and the I, hotel manager. Here's where I'm a little bit full of shit because actually it, it is also, I think, the screenplay to some extent. Yeah. Because if you were to put this side by side with Runaway Bride... It's not just the stars that make Runaway Bride good. Runaway Bride is not very good, right? The right, same stars, yeah. right? Um, playing oh different roles. We were so excited for that. Of course, we were. The stars of Runaway uh, of Pretty Woman were reuniting, but they're playing different roles too, and it doesn't give Julia Roberts the chance to shine the way that Pretty Woman does. And it asks Richard Gere to basically be a jerk the whole movie, which he's not quite right. in Pretty Woman. I mean, he's right. no. a jerk in his professional life, but we don't get the sense that he's a complete jerk in his personal life. Right. Or actually we do, but well, not with her. Yeah, no, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They do something to like make him, make the audience warm to him, though. There's like little lines here and there, you know. Um, when we were, we were talking about um, that ending really quickly, um, I just found – so at the end of Roger Ebert's review – he says, we were talking about how it was meant to be darker, right? Yeah. He said, there could indeed be, I suppose, an entirely different movie made from the same material, a more realistic film in which the cold economic realities of the lives of both characters would make it unlikely that they could stay together. And for that matter, a final scene involving a limousine, a fire escape, and some flowers is awkward and feels tacked on. But by the end of the movie, I was happy to have it close as it does. Yes. Earlier, he said something about like how... Yeah, Gary Marshall underlined the romance, and it just comes out so sweet that if you're able to look past some of those things, it does feel right. so sweet. And their performances are such a big part of that. She, I mean, this is the movie to me that made her Julia Roberts. I know she was nominated for Steel Magnolias. I love her. Oh, Mystic absolutely. Pizza. I think that's a big like, part of the movie's success and its legacy is that you watched a movie star happen in real yes, time. Yes. If this movie didn't. <clears throat> discover Julia Roberts. I don't know if it is still talked about the way that it is. And right. I want to talk about some of the other people that were in the running to be cast. Uh, but first we have a special greeting from a special oh, guest. Our just... Here's our intern hard at work. This is Rosie Bromley. Hello. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. How are you? I'm good. Here's talking to the mic. I'm good. How is your quarantine going? Bad. Bad? Why? Why? <laughs> here, come giggle over here. I want family. <laughs> you want, want family? family? You want a different family? Is that oh what you're saying? No, Wait, no. what's wrong with us? No. <laughs> I want my other family. Who's you have another family? family? Oh, do you miss, like, your grandmas yeah, yeah, and yeah, Auntie yeah, Jan? Yeah. Yes, okay. You should have known that. Oh, okay. You, well, should, you, you, should, you should have you known should have that that's known. what I meant. When I said I want family, you should have known. <laughs> Rosie, can you think of any movies you've watched lately that you liked? 
We did not show you the blob, but I would be happy to show Maddie you the blob. We will definitely set that. We're watching the blob tonight. Blob. Can you say blob? Can you say blob? Blob. Blob. Google gag. Blob. Oh um, I don't know if you're going to go right, to the blob. Zombies 2. Zombies 2. Oh, zombies two. two. Yeah, she that was a good one. On repeat, yeah. All right, and now uh, she's you know, dancing. Do, do you want to know what my other You have to talk into is? the mic. What's your other favorite movie? Dun, 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 The theme song to Curb Your Enthusiasm, of course. Dun, 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 All right, bye, Rosie. Bye, Rosie. Bye. You're doing great work. Keep it up. Yeah, okay. This is not a paid internship, right? That's our intern. No. Okay. Well, I've been paying her a little under the table. Oh, well, I don't think she's earned it. To buy groceries during the pandemic. She is cute, and her dance moves are pretty sweet, but no one can see those. No. Yeah, the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song has become, like, at least once a day, we are singing it, playing it. Dancing to it. Yeah. That's quarantine. Um, According to IMDb, every actress and every actor in Hollywood came close to getting these roles. Oh, my gosh. So, like, everyone for the Edward role, everyone from John Travolta to Sylvester Stallone to Christopher Reeve to uh, John Travolta. Did I say John Travolta? You did say John Travolta, Albert Brooks. What? I read Albert Brooks, possibly. This would have been such a different movie. Uh, getting the part and again, it doesn't necessarily say why they didn't get the parts. You know, it, it, a lot of them say, well, people objected to the material. didn't like the material. And maybe this well, is was when, it when it was darker. And so they didn't want to be I like think so. beating up a right. prostitute who was a drug addict. But a lot of actresses did. didn't like the material also. They felt um, maybe that it was below them, beneath them because of they name, Sandra Bullock, they name Meg Ryan, they name Uma Thurman, Daryl Hannah, Kristen Davis. I can see Daryl Hannah. The big one is Molly Ringwald. Supposedly she turned it down. She was offered the role and turned it down. But right, imagine this is a movie with Molly Ringwald and Albert Brooks. Are we still talking (laughs) about it, you know? No. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this role for Richard Gere, like he was the big movie star. Right, I mean, people were yeah, but he was a little see... bit, I think, in a slump. At well, the that's time. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so he was the big movie star who I think had lost a little bit of that, yeah. and so, but it was isn't he credited? He's billed first, top right? build, He's top build, gear. Um, but like again, leaving this movie, I like his performance a lot, but it's just it becomes it's Julia Roberts, like first and last name forever after this movie. Yes, Richard Gere for me, and this might have been my introduction to him. Okay. Because I don't know what other Richard... I certainly wasn't seeing American Gigolo at Internal age 10. Affairs. You know? I No, okay. I grew up on Internal <laughs> Affairs. <laughs> it's a standard. That was my comfort movie. <laughs> I'd go to my parents' tiny bedroom. Um, he's, you know, kind of a mope in this movie. Like, he's fine. I don't have any problems with Richard Gere, but I never watch the movie and think like, ooh, that Richard Gere, he's magnetic in this. Um, he's just there to react to julia roberts you know who's like the whole show she's so can i just talk about julia roberts for a second you should we're talking about she's pretty so woman. pretty she's so the movie is called pretty, pretty woman yeah well you know what which by they the way is such a stupid it. title 
<laughs> it's a it's... better title than 3000, which was oh, the original title, which is a horrible title. And which is also not enough money for <laughs> no, a whole not. week. Every time. As when Laura Sangiacomo <laughs> says 50 bucks, I was like, 50 for... bucks, Grandpa, and for 75. 50 your, bucks your for Laura Sangiacomo? <laughs> what I know. are these prices? All, they're so low. Okay, they're hourly. I forget the hourly it's rate. Laura Sangiacomo. Yeah, I know. So Julia Roberts' hourly rate, I was already like, like 100 bucks an hour seems right, low. Okay, I'm like, that's not yeah. right. But then it goes to full week for 3000 As a kid, I was doing the math. I was yeah. like, 24 times this times seven days. I was so mad. Yeah, it makes no sense that because, she charges him for 30 hours. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's <laughs> like crazy. A As a kid, week, I knew that. I was like, these girls, hours. you know what? Let me help these girls out. Let me a talk business with day. them. No. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 3000 would have been a terrible title. Pretty woman. Hey, it's on the nose. Listen, she's pretty. She's a woman. Oh, all right. It, you know, they I've, use they've got the song. Kind of come around on this. Remember, can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. I, okay, can't buy me love. They for sure started with the title and worked back. Bird on a wire. Bird on a wire. <laughs> no one does it in Neville like Patrick Bromley. Yeah, Pretty Woman was named after the fact, obviously. The, the Camp Me Love, they worked. They started with the title and worked backwards. But uh, Pretty Woman was like, well, we've got the song. Let's call it Pretty Woman. Oh, my gosh. Um, but she is. She's so pretty. She's so, like, sweet. Every time she smiles, her face, her whole face, like, lights up. Her I can't hair think of another, became, like, like a, its own thing in the world. Like, Julia Roberts' hair. Oh what's my another, gosh! What's another? I probably got a perm for that. No, I didn't. But. What's another comparable movie where, like, in what? I mean, Tom Cruise in Risky Business. I don't even feel like Top compares to Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Watching a movie star happen, and and that movie star being like so fully formed, right? Already. It's like a before and after. There's there's no like yeah. There's no like growth period of growing to movie stardom, you know. Like, right? I, Julia Roberts. She turned became... 22 during the making no of this way. movie. Really? She was. Tw- they celebrated her 22nd birthday. What are you on set? I remember because oh, I listened my... to Gary Marshall's audio commentary. Which, by the way, oh yeah, we should listen to that today. I don't know if it, it's probably on the Blu-ray. Pretty Woman is a movie that I think I've owned on every format. Because I know I owned it on VHS. Yes. Well, actually, maybe I didn't. You did. I did. Yeah. We had it taped off of cable. Right. Um, we did combine our our yes. movie collections when we. I owned it together. on Laserdisc. Then we owned it on DVD. Then we upgraded to the Blu-ray, which is what we watched today. And I have to say, I think this was the, this was the first time we actually played this Blu-ray, and I was so relieved because when I bought this movie on Laserdisc. In the mid to late 90s, it was the director's cut of Pretty Woman. And I was incensed. I was <sighs> outraged because I was like, what is this bullshit version of Pretty Woman with them riding horses? Oh my and like this extra scene where they go back to the blue banana oh. and they have a confrontation with Carlos the pimp and Daryl the limo driver like pulls a gun. What? This is all a scene in Pretty Woman that was cut out that's in the director's cut. Oh my gosh. I was like, get all this extra bullshit out of my Pretty Woman. Right. I want the version I have memorized. <laughs> I don't want these extra scenes in here. So I was truly worried that this Blu-ray was going to be the bullshit director's no. cut. It was not. No. It was the standard theatrical cut. You know, she was nominated for an Oscar. 
Oh, I know. And I remember so clearly during the Oscars, the clip they used, unless I'm thinking of like the People's Choice or the Golden Globes, but I really think it was the Oscars. Which you were also very invested in. <laughs> At that time, when I was a kid, I was. I watched every awards show. I Did took notes. notes? Yes, oh, I, I took I notes. <laughs> I took did you notes. have your own picks for like who should win? I and then compare yeah, I'm it to sure who I did, did but I think I was just like I was really like a record keeper. Sure. So I had my like notebook of here's who wins the awards. Do you know that had an, had the internet never been invented, that would have been very useful. Yeah. Right. Now I was we don't prepping. Really need it. Right. I know. That was almost a relief. Like honestly, when the internet became like, oh, this is <laughs> oh, here I to stay forever. These records. No, it was like a relief. It was like I don't have to keep <laughs> up with all this anymore. Oh my gosh, like. I don't have to save all that. I remember like throwing away some magazines. I was like, I don't have to keep these magazines because they're on. I can Google this picture of Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman from 1991. It's online. I don't need to keep this forever. Yes. But I still have a box of old magazines of yes, various you do. like Hollywood stars and whatever. Um, yeah, I used to take a lot of notes. Anyway, the awards, they used the clip of her in the hot tub singing of they Princess did. Right. Kiss. And oh my gosh, that's another. Oh, oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, Okay, so yeah, she she got nominated for the Oscar, so I feel like that makes it okay, even more okay. Anything. It could be okay to talk about this movie for a podcast, but even more okay, okay? Because the Academy recognized it. Yeah, so Did it get any other Oscar nominations? I kind of doubt it. I honestly don't know. I don't What's the fastest way I could find that? I, I don't, don't know. No, Just yeah. by Wikipediaing it. You, mm, okay. I think, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Okay. It's fine. I you know, the only other nomination it might have gotten would be like costume design or possibly screenplay uh but i I mean that's a stretch you know the screenplay doesn't deserve an oscar golden globe award for best actress kids choice award for favorite movie (laughs) actress kids love pretty woman i love it people's choice award for favorite comedic movie okay favorite comedic movie i could see it winning all of the the kids choice threw me for a loop i know because well and i was just thinking about like yeah she turned 21 while filming it or 22 like the year i think she turned 22 i think she turned 22 while filming okay i think yeah Yeah. and richard Gere was 40 oh see i never as a kid i did not think that they were that far apart in age but that's because i always think that all female leads are much older than i am she seems older yeah oh yeah in a good way yes Yeah, Yeah, um, yeah yeah I don't know that he seems younger, but I think also... If he didn't have the gray hair, he could pass for younger. Yeah. At that point, though, we hadn't seen that age gap in every single goddamn movie ever. Right. So we're much more aware of it now because it's like, oh, Jesus, again? Right. Yes. Yeah. That's now a good point. Now it's everywhere. Right. Back then, we right. were just and like, like, yeah, whatever. it's like a plot point so often, too, where it's just like... Or it isn't, can't, can't and we... someone needs to acknowledge right. that, like, Sean Connery is twice her age. What well, are we doing? Right. That's the problem. It's either like that, where it's so wrong and weird, and, like, we there are other actors and actresses working, right? Yeah. Or it's done as, like, and this is going to be the conflict in the drama. And I'm like, really? <laughs> right, like, right. that's okay. Um, <laughs> but, okay, yeah, Kids' Choice Award. Wow, Golden Globe. Okay. That threw me for a loop. Um, all right, so as we were watching the movie today, yeah. I, w- I kind of wanted to write about it, but... I'm not going to because we're talking about we're it. We're talking about it. Um, so I took some notes, though. All right. Random. So random. Okay. Let's have them. All right. So I started out. I love the way that they set up that his current girlfriend is ready to be done with their relationship because it gives you a little bit of him being a jerk, but not a total jerk because she also sounds like maybe she's not 
like very, I don't know, patient or understanding to let him explain himself. I don't know. Am I wrong? Is that just like my when I was a kid? That's Again, like I haven't I was seen that him, scene yes, very many you, times. No, right? Because I don't not, have that one memorized. But I feel like it's done because we, the audience, we have to believe that he's the guy who does like commitment. Like he is a relationship guy. Later, they say he's. I don't think he is, though. Well, no, he does say like this is a lot for me right now, but that's because he's coming off of a relationship. He was married, and then yes. he has a long term girlfriend. But the failure of these relationships is his legacy that he's right. destined to fail in relationships because he's no good at them. Uh, yes. That's how I've always but interpreted his character. I agree, but it's the fact that he's willing. Oh, to that's what's different. Be sure. in them yes. because I think there are a lot of male characters in other movies too, where it's just like always the player or always sure. uh, whatever you know and you're thinking of the movie boomerang <laughs> not the player uh, boomerang <laughs> not the player no. <laughs> it's very different um but do you know what i mean like we have to sure. kind of like like him and not like we could think he's kind of like this you know rich business a-hole but like no he he is a, he does he does do relationships though you know so it mm, gives but us not well no no not well but at, at all there are so many all guys right, who only right. like Multiple girlfriends and sure. just like effing around. And well, again, so, the only counterpoint we get is Stucky, who's married oh, but still Stucky. hits on Julia Roberts. Stucky sticks as <laughs> one of the sleaziest characters in my mind ever. We'll get to that. Stucky sticks. We're not there in your notes yet. No, we're not. Um, no, but so, you know, the girlfriend says like, you just think I'm at your beck and call. Right. You know, I don't think I'm at your beck and call. So um, I... I think I just said that only because that's another like line that sticks out. Well, because it comes up later. I, yes, because he right. says you'll be at my beck and well, call, and, and she way... says I would love to be your beck and call girl. Yes, and then she is, and he doesn't pay her enough. Um, I, as a kid, thought that the girlfriend's voice was like not good enough acting. Because <laughs> it was Gary Marshall it's doing not the voice up to the level of the rest of Pretty Woman. <laughs> Which I don't think the performances are bad at all, actually. So, um, yeah, so Jason Alexander's character completely, he became, for me, again, I was so young seeing it, the blueprint of like the sleazy, rich business a hole. All right. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, but but the one, oh gosh, this is going to sound so horrible. And oh. please forgive oh, me, I'm so everyone. Excited. But he became the blueprint of the sleazy, rich business a hole who like thinks he deserves the hot girl, but like hasn't really done much to work on himself. So the internet. <laughs> the internet <laughs> so he's so like right yes it's that meme that goes around that cracks me up every time of like the guy who's posing sexy for like the selfie in front of his computer but then you pull back to see his like crazy like rat filled nasty garbage filled like apartment oh, what you this. haven't seen that no. it's just it's making the point that like you know sometimes people well first of all like a lot of people present a certain way but they aren't that way right or just like the guys who are like you better like what was that reality show there was something going around lately where um it's about like they oh what is it like they date their their oh my gosh someone listening right now knows what we're talking about <laughs> okay. like two people are forced to date or okay. get engaged or get married and there was like this really like pretty girl who like didn't shave her legs one day and the guy said something horrible about her not shaving her legs but oh, this wow. guy was like really and again i don't mind the guy looking however he's gonna look like but like we none of us are perfect you cannot right. expect some right. crazy perfection on someone when you whatever anyway but jason alexander next to richard gear okay it. i jason Got alexander it. is cute he's great i love him he's the he's the devito to richard gear schwarzenegger there you go um, and so, yeah, he just became that for me forever. In fact, like it was hard for me to get past that, like with Seinfeld and anything else he, he did. But um, 
what else? Yeah, the the lines that we quote all the time, even um, "Welcome to Hollywood." Everybody comes to Hollywood's got a dream. Hey, Mister. Well, we specifically what's your quote dream? that when we see some version of that trope in another movie, yes. we'll turn to each other and say, "Welcome to Hollywood." <laughs> what's your dream? <laughs> Um, all right, so it opens up then when they're in Hollywood and it's like the dirty part, right? Yes. And there's a dead body. Yeah, it starts <laughs> where it's trying to be kind of gritty. Right, but it seems like With Hank Azaria as the version. cop. Yeah, and the tourists. But then it just very quickly <laughs> turns pictures. into... Are you from... Romance. Oh, get out of here. Are you from the press or something like that? She yeah. goes, no, we're from Orlando. <laughs> like, I laughed so hard at that line. To the point where our son repeated it because yes. he was trying to get the laugh again, I know. which is like a thing that kids do. Oh, and he's doing it a lot lately, and it's so yeah. funny. He actually, sometimes he gets it. Um, and then we meet Kit. We love Kit. Yeah. Yeah, Kit. Um, yeah, Kit. What do you want to say about Kit? I mean, we uh, love just Kit. Just the performance love, is great, and yeah. she brings so much energy to the movie, and they seem to again be trying to she's in the grittier version of mm-hmm. this movie where she's using rent money for drugs and she's she has the pimp and she you know she's but in she the she has hopes and dreams well she again she wants to get away from she it. gets sucked into the gary <laughs> right. marshall version of the movie but early on she seems to be in the grittier version of the movie I love when she's telling the new prostitute, which even, again, as a kid, I'm like, oh, that woman just looks like a lady who's going to work. Like, she has curly hair and, like, half up, half down, side pony, is just wearing, like, a mini skirt type dress, like a dress that's tight and, I don't know, like, that's just clothing. Was everyone on the street staring at her? Because that's what they do to Julia Roberts. Oh, my gosh. The first time that they're walking down, like, Rodeo Drive. She's walking down Rodeo Drive. It's so the heads on the side turning and giving her looks of disgust. Right. But then later in the movie. And P.S. Maybe it's really like that on Rodeo Drive. I don't know. I don't either. But I, I don't know. I can't. It's so exact. It's so Gary Marshalled, though. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. so many. Like He's one or two you might people, not maybe. Get something. Right. <laughs> you have to notice. He you didn't lives notice in that fear guy? that people might not get it. That one extra did it. You didn't yeah. see that one? Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's one more. Um, I like when she's telling the new prostitute, though, like, we work this star, like, right, oh, Fred right, Astaire, right, right. down to here. Right. This is our, you know, territory, whatever. Right. Um, but I I think the screenplay, so thinking about, like, how the movie sets all that up, though, it sets up Kit and Julia Roberts' character, which, you know, what's your name? Whatever what you want it to be. be? <laughs> what do you want it to be? Um, it sets everything up. Like, again, Richard Gere's personality as being kind of like we don't like him but we're willing to give him a chance like it all works i don't know it all works it all comes together <laughs> it works because we like it and, and we I, can make yes, excuses I know, for it i know just and that's me. ultimately what it comes down to no i'm not even yeah. saying that's bad that's true of any movie that you like Absolutely. any movie that you like especially if you've seen it a million times as a kid you can right? make excuses for the things that clearly don't work shouldn't work i do think it moves though I yeah. never, I never feel like the movie. Repeats I couldn't believe we had watched too much. We had to pause it halfway. Yeah, and I couldn't believe <laughs> we had already watched an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah, it went by really quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the appeal for me when I was younger, and why it became like the movie to just go to because it was, it kind of gave you a, you know, it was sweet and cute. Yeah. Um, but it's funny too. Like there's, I laugh. So yeah. Many there's times. enough funny stuff. Most of it from Julia Roberts. Yeah. Uh, also, I would say the MVP of the movie, I don't know, that's a huge statement because it's it really, is. it's Julia Roberts' movie. I've got a runner in my pantyhose. And if it's not Julia Roberts' movie, Laura San Giacomo is right behind her yes. trying to steal the movie. But I really think maybe 
I don't know. It might be my favorite performance in the movie is Hector Elizondo. Knew, yeah. Uh, who's so good in the movie and mm-hmm. so funny at doing a very specific thing, but then also becomes not the movie's Jiminy Cricket, but he's certainly the one at the end who sort of inspires Richard oh. Gere to go find her. Oh, yeah. The idea that he comes around on her, you know, mm-hmm. I see this in action movies all the time where it's like we have to set up how badass the character is so they have all the other characters talk about that guy oh he's the best of the best you do not want to mess with him that guy will shit you out for breakfast you know it's like a lot of that um and this movie does a little bit of that by having everyone react to julia roberts once she gets dressed right. up they're like right. oh what a pretty woman oh my gosh it's so but great. the way that it really <laughs> sells it is in how hector elizondo turns around yeah. on her and really falls for her as a person not yes, romantically right right um well just and as sort of like this mentor like he's right. like well she's here and i'm gonna look out for her right. and i love that and i, I have no little dynamic is great it's a grandpa um it's a yeah. grandpa personality yeah. And I know people who have been like that in my life. When I was a new teacher, um, there were some teachers in my department who were much older men, and they were sweet and caring and looked out for all the new teachers. Um, and I, again, I just think of other, you know, friends, dads, or grandpas, or people I've known. Any, but it, it, he, he, he's so grounded and natural in it. Yeah. Like to me, that's who he is. Like all the time. And he's in every <laughs> Gary Marshall movie. He's like the lucky charm, I he think, really for Gary Marshall. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but never used, I would argue, as well as he is here. Yeah, it's we buy into the fact that he just kind of like gets it, like he sees yeah, right. beyond. Right. Like, okay, I see. It's almost like a good teacher who kind of understands a kid's behavior, or it's like Phil Jackson coaching the Bulls and understanding. <gasps> what? <laughs> understanding. Can't these... believe we made it this far without invoking <laughs> the last dance. <laughs> the last dance. Um, That's really what we've been watching. That is what we've been watching. Yeah. Um, but no, like kind of understanding. Like, here's how I'm going to work with Dennis Rodman, and it's different than how I'm going to work with mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen or Michael Jordan or whomever because they have different needs and approaches, right? So I don't know. He's kind of like that with Julia Roberts, <laughs> and like that with Richard Gere's character. You mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what else? Okay, so I, I was I really was just in love with so many quotes. Like, um, I started saying it, I've got a runner in my pantyhose. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing any pantyhose. <laughs> what else? Um, oh, you mentioned that when she, the morning after, the first time they do it, yeah. she's eating a croissant at the table. Oh, yes, the famous continuity got error. The, got the leg up and she keeps eating it. So Patrick's right. telling me, oh, look for this error, look for this error. And then it happens, and I'm like, no. When it cut to Richard Gere, she put down the croissant and started eating the pancake, or she was done with the croissant and she started eating the pancake. And that's because that is how it would be for me. <laughs> I would be moving on to the next carb-heavy item that I'm eating for breakfast or any meal. <laughs> so I don't think it's a mistake. <laughs> uh, we have our very own Vivian Funko Pop. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. I'm your very own You're Vivian. my very own Vivian. You are my pretty woman. Um and apparently if you buy like one in 10 comes with like the blonde wig and I was getting it for you for Christmas or your birthday. And I was so yeah. worried that we were going to get the one with the blonde wig. Cause like the blonde wig is fine as right. a, as a novelty, but like, no. you know, if you're buying the Funko pop, you don't want right. the one with the blonde wig. Right. You want the red hair. Right. Luckily we got the red hair. Yes. Thank goodness. Right. You want that. These long... are real problems, everyone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I, I 
her hair is everything. Her hair became its own like thing. I think I said that already. It really was. There was a thing on IMDb trivia that said uh, in the hot tub scene where she's singing Prince, they had to use all of this like detergent or something to make the bubbles. Yeah. And it washed the red dye out of her hair oh and they had God. to dye it again that <laughs> night. Yeah, because her hair is not really that color. I right. think it's just brown. Um, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Um, and in that scene, would she have a yellow um, Walkman? Walkman? I don't remember the color. I feel like it was yellow. It's just so like that time period to me. And for a long time, I would sing her version of Kiss while mm-hmm. I was like listening to actual the song. Um, what else? Oh, I love that hot tub scene. Oh, it's so great. But wait, we, we totally passed by, went during breakfast, croissant to a pancake. Um, is she asking him about... Like how he started his business. I just always. You're talking about Edward Lewis Enterprises? Yes. <laughs> I just always <laughs> thought it was funny when he said, when she's asking about like education or something, and he says, she, How far did you go? Or something. I went all the way. Or no, I know. She said, I only finished 11th grade. How far did you go? He said, I went all the way. <laughs> just That's me funny. loving this is what i thought the podcast was going to yes, turn into <laughs> so luckily we've made it to this point the chris farley show <laughs> where it just becomes richard lewis stuff you like edward lewis edward sorry oh gosh richard edward lewis, lewis is like, <laughs> i'm doing richard lewis right now you guys you, can't see i but. can see you it's good it's good do it again <laughs> show me your badge show me again show it again <laughs> um yeah, no, this could just be the Chris Farley show for me. So stop me any time you want to. Do you have any other favorite quotes? I mean, there's plenty that we say, including big mistake, huge. We're not the yeah. only ones that oh. say that. I feel like a lot of people say that one. Big mistake, huge. Do yeah. they? Do they? Yeah. Okay. The one we say the most is these are broken, mine are broken. Yes. Anytime something doesn't work. All the time. So like every day. Basically every day. Our smoke detectors <laughs> recently, anything. Hey, our carbon monoxide um, detector worked. It did work. And that was <laughs> a great... Uh, do the listeners care about that story? I don't know. Our carbon monoxide detector went off about a week and a half ago, a couple days at 2.30 in the morning. And we tried to basically like destroy it and throw it away and go back to sleep because it was two thirty in the morning and we're like oh why is the battery you know telling us that it's not working and then finally i kind of like paid attention to what was flashing and looked on the back for the fine print if it says this bad call 911 now and so we had to call 911 and the fire department came at two thirty in the morning and we had to sit outside for two hours in patrick's car and luckily i grabbed well, we had like our phones, so that helped. The kids were scared, but then yeah. they then they were excited, and it was like such an exciting thing. But um, long story short, the firefighters came, Night Corecast came. There was high CO in every single room in the house. They opened every single window, brought in giant fans, tried to figure out, turn off the furnace, tried to figure out what it was. They got us back down to zero and figured, assumed it was the furnace. So we were able to go back in our house, which was nice. But it was kind of, it was really. Um, I don't know. What's the word? Dramatic? Like we were, you know, again, we were ready to not take it seriously. And then we did. And the firefighter said, well, the alarm worked and saved your lives. And it's like, wow, that's scary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Scary. It's scary to think that like, what if we didn't put the CO detector in the house? And what if we, when we tried to take the battery out and make it stop, what if it actually, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so CO detector. Do you think CO poisoning is why we like Pretty Woman so much? (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're just delirious right now. And I, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit delirious. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have any other favorite quotes? 
Uh, it's very, oh, it's very expensive. Oh, I use sure. that all the time. Sure. It's very expensive. Um, when Kit answers the phone, Ma! <laughs> That's Erica right there. <laughs> Ma! Doug does a good impression of me. Ma! <laughs> Yeah, and my does. Italian mother. Yeah. Um, who told me? Don't think that pretty woman <laughs> is real life, Erica. Get a degree. Get a job. Get and a career. You did, and yes. you still love pretty woman. I know. Because you are the total package. Thank you. I am. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about pretty woman? Um, I hated those bullies in the store. Sure. Oh my gosh, hated hated. Who them. I just realized today, one of them was played by Day Young from Rock and Roll High School. Yeah. And another one whose name I'm forgetting shows up in just every Gary Marshall movie. There's okay. a few, like a few of the characters and like um, people yeah. who worked at the hotel. Yes, there's a woman behind the desk that's mm. in every Gary Marshall movie. I love that though. It's yeah. the Gary Marshall universe that even though I, I don't, don't know if I love it. No, I don't love his universe, <laughs> right. but I love that he employs those people. Sure. If he's like, hey, I'm going to sure. make this movie and I need We're another hotel. We're making another movie. <laughs> Can you work at the store for one scene? <laughs> Um, I promise to cut to you too often. Do you know what? Wait, we haven't even talked about you're late. You're stunning. You're forgiven. Yes. <laughs> I told Erica very early on in our relationship that she was stunning. And that's why we're married. Yep. We weren't even dating yet. No. I was, was bold. Just, and it, do you want to, should I even say where we were when you said that to me? <laughs> At Norkey's 21st birthday party? We were at a TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays. It's the most romantic place. And do you remember what I was wearing? The purple thing I knew you would. Yeah, I knew you would. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, no, we were having a plate of uh, jack chicken or what was the the jack sauce that you used to love? Oh, my gosh. I used to get extra of it and dip all of the fries so they'd be saturated in that sauce. And I somehow thought that that was healthier than eating like a steak. It wasn't. That sauce was 100% per- pure sugar. <laughs> I was like just drinking sugar. It was crazy. How you were I, because like... you were dumping it in your iced tea at the same time. I know. I used to have iced tea. How did I have such a hot bod back then? Boy, did you. you oh, my do. gosh. Thanks. Still do, mm, baby. No. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, but all that sugar, man. Yeah. That's what made you so sweet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is we have not had what a schmoopy podcast in like really many... i thought they all were kind of schmoopy. no we i tried to like scale back on that oh. i blame you for making this one schmoopy <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about pretty woman by the way here's a story when i was living in my dad's house i watched my laser disc of pretty woman i specifically remember and got to the must have been love part <gasps> where she says i think you have a lot of special gifts and says goodbye to him and then it's must have been love and i was just weeping in my room and now i look back and i'm like oh depression yeah. <laughs> like, you do have stories like that that one specific yeah. room for where you were like sobbing at yes. that right and other couple other times yeah right yeah, well, yeah. also heartbreak sure but i don't cry at that part in the movie yeah, ever no, no, like no. it was just that one time right. that for some reason it really hit me <laughs> right oh yeah well now i, I know I they guess, get back together so it's fine yeah it's okay it's all good um the <clears throat> piano scene sure. we didn't even talk about the piano scene what do we say about it though? well i don't know we already it. talked about porn and being schmoopy and so if we get to the piano scene this podcast is going to go it's going to go all the way just like <laughs> just like yeah, he did, edward did with his education nicely done all the way 
Uh, yeah, again, as a kid, I love to see he tells everybody to leave. It's just like, oh, yeah. And then he like grabs her in the robe, puts his hands on her hips. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and I can't even. Oh, my. She goes back. and You just hear like a few notes like, I, oh, oh, my gosh. Which, uh, again, IMDb Trivia <laughs> claims those notes were dubbed in after the fact because the actual notes that they hit were like. <laughs> Obnox- yeah, like obnoxiously. For the Jaws discord. theme by accident. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick later used that music for Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> the theme from Love on a Piano, the chapter title on the Blu-ray of Pretty Woman. I thought that was hilarious. That's right where we paused it. Right. And it said Love on a Piano. Do you know why I wanted to pause it there? To get yourself ready for the lovemaking that was about to yeah, ensue? Yeah, and because I didn't want the kids in the room, because I think one kid had like brought his little e-learning laptop in the room. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, I need to watch the scene with full um, openness to my loud reactions. <laughs> and I refused to watch it where I have to censor myself or possibly pause Good or skip. That's yeah. right. Yeah, thank you. So I waited till my kid left and took yeah. the laptop to the kitchen. And this quarantine. <laughs> Sorry. Just figured as long so, as we were getting self righteous about yeah, our oh about gosh. our liberties. Right. Let's just... Yeah, free listen, our freedom is more yeah. important than what I can't Your even health. I can't even I can't even. I can't even. Okay, love on a piano. Love on a piano. Love on a piano. Original title for the movie. First three thousand, then love on a piano. Oh. That that part's not no, true. No. no. Um, that's a lie that I told. God, that scene though. And that, oh, you remember that black dress she wears with the black choker and she has her hair up? Yes. I, the dinner scene with Ralph Bellamy? Yes. I, I want to oh explain my to my kids. Slippery students, little suckers. How often do I say slippery little suckers? <laughs> I show like His Girl Friday many semesters Aww. to my students. Yeah. And I'll say, that's Ralph Bellamy from Trading Places and Pretty Woman. And it means nothing. No, no, no. Because no, they no. don't know those movies no, either. No, 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 no. I mean, it's no, a 30 year old movie. Yeah, right, so right. I understand that they didn't necessarily grow yeah. up with it. But it's literally on TV all the time. How could they not have accidentally encountered Pretty Woman on Lifetime or something? The things, I mean, 10 years ago, all of my students would get all of my references. And now they don't. And I'm like, but 10 years haven't really passed, have they? How could that be? <laughs> what year were you born? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. We're coming up on 10 years of the podcast. Yeah, we are. Oh. Just a few weeks away. Okay. I have an idea, but I don't know. It's not. I have to think about it. But okay. 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 Let me ask the listeners yes. if there are any left. Um, <laughs> I love you guys so much. You know I do. What do you think we should do to celebrate from quarantine our 10-year F this movie anniversary? Good question. We need I ideas. Nothing. I have an idea. Okay. But I'm not going to say it now because it just popped into my head today. Oh, okay. And so it's really not well-formed. Got it. Right. Got it. But we need something. Eh. Yeah. Last year for the 500th podcast, which what are we at now? Like five, 537 okay. maybe? Um, so for the 500th last year, we did the big live, the screening of Back to the Future and the live podcast. And that was so fun and great. We obviously cannot do anything like that for the anniversary. No. So you know what would be fun? What? If people shared with us like what like one of their favorite pieces over the years like if they shared emailed us or something or put in the comments on this like what their favorite pieces were and then we could maybe do like we could run some old stuff for anniversary week maybe um what else anything else about pretty woman you want to say yes oh i was gonna say that did i already say this that that the black the choker oh you wore something like that i wore something like that to a high school dance and I didn't, it wasn't like on purpose, but seeing the movie now, I'm like, was that in my subconscious? Is that why? It may have been. I did that. It's why you wear thigh high boots everywhere. She, when she, when they're having that, um, that is why, 
I wear thigh high boots everywhere. I didn't want to let that <laughs> You're go. You're known yeah. for your thigh high that, boots. As, yeah, I am. Your um, THBs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask oh, you. Oh, here we go. During when they're at the polo match, yes, the stomping ooh, of the ooh, divots ooh, is like yes. this big moment, yeah. and everyone come out on the field for the stomping of the divots yeah. tradition. And, and so, they cut away to the excited participants. Yes, pure Gary Marshall. Yes, because yes. the extras all overact a little bit, and that's such a Gary Marshall thing. He directs extras very badly. That's exactly what it is. He that the extras are overacting, and there's like too much. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay, thanks. You're so smart. Thank you. Great job with figuring out Gary Marshall on this <laughs> podcast, Patrick. <laughs> um, it's so weird because in real life, I never call you by your first name. No. Yeah. You just call me dummy. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I don't. Stop <laughs> it. Um, you hate the line 976, babe. Yeah. Babe. <laughs> yeah. I laugh so hard. Line. I know, but I laugh so hard today. It's You're a like, bad oh. line. Wait, stomping of the divots. So I, as a kid, I just went with it. I went with everything. I'm like, oh, this is something that, you know, super rich people do. Um, so today, I didn't know. Like, is that a real thing? I really don't know. Oh, do you I'm know? sure it is. Okay. So, no, I Googled it. Here we yeah. go. Oh, good. Um, we've got get the, to the stomping. Bottom of this. Stomping the divots is a real thing. I did not – I spent 10 seconds. Like, I just Googled it. So I don't know. I can't give you any real detail here. But I will tell you this. Polo traditions. Look at this. Lots of traditions. Oh, look at these places where you can go in Houston, Jackson Hole, Saratoga. All right. Um, and then on the side of the Google page, Stomping the Divots event. Date, Saturday, August 8th. Location, Jackson Hole Polo Club. In South Park, Wyoming, my first thought was like, oh, here's an event that hasn't been canceled yet, but it will be. And then I paused yeah. and I was like, no, it's Wyoming. They might not cancel it because True. don't they only have a whole population of 600,000 people? I and believe so, yeah. my guess is that they're like, yeah, we're not canceling things. Let's, if so we could fly, we if could go. If anybody but... wants to drive to the Jackson Hole Polo Club Stopping the Divots event in August, you'll have someplace to go. You'll have a little piece of Pretty Woman history. Yeah, you will. Oh, I wish I could buy some... Like stuff from the set. Do they sell? I'm sure you, Adam Risky will find stuff on eBay <gasps> for you or, oh, so, Adam or something. Oh, you're the best. Yeah. He's or just best. ticket stubs to like the third night it opened. <laughs> we didn't talk about um, how horrible it is when Phil Stuckey finds out that she is a prostitute. I hated it when Richard Gere said, I mean, he said hooker. I don't like hooker. No, I don't either. I mean, and when I pulled up the page on IMDb, you know, it has taglines in addition to trivia. And one of the taglines was, who knew it was so much fun to be a hooker? <laughs> I was like, that was their tagline to your That's movie? That's awesome. That's how you sold Pretty Woman? That reminds me of the movie that Give we watched. Give it a watched. Kid's Choice Award. <laughs> it's fun. It could be fun to be a hooker. Um, that reminds me of that movie we watched where we were so in love with all the little taglines on the front. And it was like the girls. Oh, my gosh. Why am I forgetting? The waitresses. In the different color shirts. Oh, uh, um, uh, not the swinging barmaids. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, swinging barmaids. I think. Not gas pump girls. No. Gas I pump think... girls is just give me all of my friends. Right. Give me all of my swing friends, and, and I'll be happy again. Yeah. yeah no, swinging barmaids. Right. But okay. that ends up being like this good movie where they go. Yeah. 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 Right. But yeah. the the taglines on the front of the book. I don't remember them. I can't so look them up. Funny. No, they were so funny. You talked about it on a podcast before. All right. Um, the opera scene. Do we need to talk about that anymore? When no. he sees the emotion coming from her. Sure. He's really getting like this different look at her emotional response and personality, okay. and that's when like the love starts to blossom. I'm making that up. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Um. She said she liked it better than again, Pirates of Penzance. Oh, God. <laughs> like, her line is funny enough. We don't need a hat on top of a hat. 
Uh, but again, that's one of those scenes where he's, you know, explaining opera to her. He's he's opera explaining. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Anything yeah. else? I don't think so. I All love right. Pretty Woman. You love Pretty Woman. I do. I'm not gonna pretend. It I will don't. always have a special. I can recognize its flaws and still love it. Yes. It's not the worst, though. No, of course it's, it's not the worst. The worst. Okay. I don't think we would yeah. love it if it was the worst. Right. right. True. 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 Yeah. 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 Right. True. True, true, true. true. <laughs> well, thank you guys very much for listening, and thank you, Bu, for suggesting this podcast and recording it with me. Thanks for having me and letting you're, me record. You're this the podcast. only person I can record with in person. That's true. So it's kind of fun. To I should be have dressed to... up a little fancier for well, you. The thigh high boots are enough. I feel thank like. Thank you. Thank um, you. Well, that's all there is. And the red evening gown. <laughs> that's for later. It's <laughs> that's, that's very for... beautiful. That's when we order and take out and pretend we're having a fancy meal. <laughs> I, we don't actually do that. <laughs> oh, that's another scene that got cut from the director's cut where she like gets a bunch of ketchup packets and like puts them on her food. Oh, yeah. No, see, I'm glad. I'm telling you. Yeah. See, I'm so glad we the have things the things that you are saying are bad. They could have pushed to worse extremes. Sure. That's an example of it. Yeah. You know. Yes. So, right. Exactly. So they scaled back a little bit they did um thank you guys very much for listening please stay safe please stay healthy thank you to everyone who is making sacrifices who is thank you our frontliners yeah healthcare workers delivery people delivery people grocery grocery, store workers any everything like teachers working your teacher thank you workers yes thank you so much we um every day everybody who's staying home think of you yeah yeah um, we will be back next week with another show. Who knows what it'll be on, <laughs> but we will figure it out. Don't forget to leave something about what we should do for the anniversary. Oh, if you have yeah. any ideas. Okay. If you have any ideas. Yeah. I like it. All right. Because you know again. what? Some dreams come true. Some don't. This is Hollywood. Always time to dream. So keep on dreaming. <laughs> Thanks for listening to FS Movie.